Huh. I mean, I, I thought this was the time that I scheduled this meeting. It's so weird. No one's here. I mean, Travis isn't here. And I mean, he's usually like my biggest supporter. I mean, him and I, I think, have been really jiving. And I, I think that just we have a really exciting dungeon coming up that we've been working on uh, with the beholders and the... Uh, all the other things and there's that that brewery that wants to sponsor us i don't know why no one's gonna be here that's so weird i guess well um hey ian oh oh hey travis you made it oh good good um no one else is here but um i guess you if you and i want to go over some stuff yeah i'm not gonna be able to make this meeting right now oh oh yeah are you double booked i'm sorry I, i forgot to check everybody's calendar no Okay. And uh, could you stop talking to yourself? The people are are worried. They're sending emails, to be honest with you. Oh, I'm, I'm flattered. That's just not the right takeaway. Anyway, it's it's turning into my attending this meeting, so gotta go. All right, uh, I'll catch you later. What do we think? <laughs> I said go with it. Let's do it. <laughs> Run it. Travis Royals and lead designer Ian of the Hills are tanking their adventure architecture firm. One failed project at a time. If you require their services, write them a letter, and they may build you one of their crappy castles. Ian, I've got a very serious question for you. Oh, hey, Travis. Well, uh, hopefully I will take it very seriously and be able to answer you. Is Like, how do you know if you have lactose intolerance? That's an excellent question, and I'm glad you asked. And um, I do have a lot of expertise in this area, especially after diagnosing your soybean allergy that we had last time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about the same, really. Um, the bleeding armpits, mm. the um, profuse kneecap sweating. It's really it's like a lot of things happening where like joints mm-hmm. are going on. And um, when those things start to fail, it, me- it usually means it's an allergic reaction to something. I got to tell you, that's a load off my mind because i'm just uh shitting a lot oh okay well um you know uh i've got a letter here okay we're going to uh do a dungeon this time let me pull it up you doing okay otherwise oh yeah doing great you know just working hard i mean those new interns are really really helping out um that's not what i they're helping you. I just feel like I didn't tell them to do that. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. Let me. Well, they were kind of standing around a little bit directionless, so I, I put them to work. I thought you liked that. I mean, I was trying to confuse them. This is part of the ma- my master class. Did you not know I've been doing a master class? You know, I I have a hard time listening to podcasts while I work. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to um, shoot ourselves in the foot here, but it is just an. One of the worst mediums. (laughs) Now a letter. Hey, Travis. Hey, Ian. They're doing an exclamation point, but I don't like to be as enthusiastic as our letter writer sometimes. Okay. I'm trying to run an adventure for a group of first timers. Everybody in the party loves the Song of Ice and Fire book series. Do you know what that is? 
it's a it's, it's a book series. Is that like an epic poem? If it's a song in a book, right? It says song and book. It then it say book. That doesn't make any sense. This, to to, me. this I mean, letter, um, Adron. Did we read this one before you gave it to us? Negative. That is outside my skill set. You can't read. Oh God. Could you design me a dungeon with that in mind? Preferably one with a better ending or any ending at all. Thank you, love you, Charlene C. Well, Charlene C., we don't know what you're talking about. I, and I mean, if we do, and you've told us before, and we've just completely blanked and forgot, and it's a conversation that we had recently, uh, that's okay. Well, we're going to figure it out with context clues, I think. Yeah, Charlene, if you try to tell me this kind of, uh, and I was in some sort of fugue state because I may have spent the weekend doing a fair amount of drinking. Um, that's neither here nor there. Listen, I think that we can probably assume some things about this book series. Yeah. Number one, fire. Number two, and you set me up for it. Ice. Hey, you know what? You know what I like that I think a trend has been happening on this podcast that I've liked a lot is that we keep numbering things and calling them out and taking turns doing that. It's the BuzzFeedification of our fantasy culture. And for those of you who don't know, um, that is a a large kind of wasp that we have to keep happy in our society by feeding it information. Um, otherwise, it will turn on all of us and and sting us. Yeah, it, it is a, a predatory monster that usually feeds on bee holders, but the wasp holder is of the of the BuzzFeed is really um, BuzzFeed go like this when you see them. BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Um, but yeah, so I yeah, I think I think I mean we got it, really. I mean it's ice and it's fire. You're missing one key component here. Uh, am I? Which which one's that? Song. Oh well, you know how I feel about musicals. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, um, a, a musical killed my mother. Uh, so I've been a little bit wary about you know kind of that, a lot of that song musical quality thing. I, I have pretty much an innate um, distrust of all bards. Um, you know, everyone kind of looks at warlocks as kind of making the deals with the devil and all mm. of that. But you know, I I just don't think that bard should be able to do some of the stuff that they can do just by you know doing a little tap tap on the side of their right, guitar yeah. with a little strum strum. Everybody kind of writes it off. They're they're like, well, they're you know, they're a musician. They're like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're so inspiring. Oh, bardic inspiration, D6 here, D8 over here, and oh, god, kill, killing Ian's mom over here. Can I ask you about the, uh, your mom's death? And I do, I, I, I wish you wouldn't, and yet, um, was it part no, of that's not really that's not really yes, ending, so so go ahead. <laughs> was it part of the show? Was it uh, purposeful? In which case, did you check the playbill beforehand? I'm, I just feel like you might have had some signs like you know act yeah. three no no it was part of it and um uh they did say that they were going to uh kill her and resurrect her and they did that right um your mother famously is still alive and i'm still making her famous chicken liquid to this day okay i'm glad i'm glad the resurrection and no 
because my lich dad, I just wanted to make sure you're not going to encroach it on that territory, right? Your mom's just no, 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 definitely not. But I mean, you know, a bard did kill my mom. Hey, that's terrible, but we are going to need some if we're going to be writing songs, unless you feel like, I mean, maybe you and I could, could write a few. a few bars. I mean, listen, I'm not, don't mean to tell tales out of music school, but I went. Did you? For a couple weeks. They asked me not to come back. Because of your innate musical orcish prowess? I have to assume they felt threatened. Yes. Mm -hmm. But also the school had to shut down because one of the bards had killed somebody in the audience uh, of their musical. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, wait, I'm sorry. One. Oh, uh, uh, so I think that here's the deal with Song of Ice and Fire. This is a classic combination. I already I'm I'm having visions of how these elements are going to play together. You've got fire, hot, spicy. I, I think we're going to have to get the sentient pepper plants out. Let's get some pepper going. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. If I'm not having some five alarm chili by the end of this musical, baby, did I even see a play? I don't think so. I, I feel like uh, the peppers are probably some holy divine thing, like kind of like a pepper celestial kind of thing coming down and bringing, you know, fiery, good scorching rays upon, you know, the icy evil um, oh, so I, the ice is going to be evil. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What, what, what do you what do you think about that? No, I mean it's an interesting take on it. I guess I just assumed that you know there would be decent people on both sides, but I do think that maybe evil versus evil is kind of a story that lots of people can relate to. Ah, okay. Okay. So, uh, really it's a, a battle of the lesser of two evils. Interesting. It's a race <laughs> to be the lesser. Yeah. Well, that, this is great. I think you should keep saying some things. <laughs> oh, well, um, I, I didn't, well, know it, it is a musical, ideas, right? It is a musical. If it must. I mean, I, I know that you are against because of, but maybe this is a chance to fall in love with the genre again. Okay. Yeah. I personally am a big fan. I mean, I grew up going to opera, you know, this thing where people would kick in time with one another. It's it's something only rich people get to do in their lifetime. See a, a stage full of women kick at the same time. Ah, yes. Uh, Lake dance, I believe they call that. I don't now. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I saw the dance of the lake. I saw the dance of the swan. I haven't seen the song of the fire and the ice, but, uh, you know, Charlene read it it. apparently because it's a book. Is it a song or a book? Charlene, please write us back. Did you have any ideas of who the um, uh, antagonist would be against the celestial peppers yeah sure so they are our representation of fire i think ice is probably just like a popsicle vendor did you want to you want to give him a name or or they're just the pop the popsicle vendor 
He's the popsicle vendor, and it's kind of like the Phantom of the Opera, uh, but it's Phantom of the Popera. And he uh, wears a mask, and he's constantly slanging out those sweet, sweet frozen treats, some of which have bubblegum eyes and some of which do not. Yes, uh, probably maybe depicting the realm's forgotten favorite cartoon character, Loaf Bob Square Tunic. Wow. Uh, (laughs) And it's stuff like that. You know, I do think uh, Loaf Bob Square Tunic merchandise was discontinued after they, everybody realized it was a bad idea. Can I ask you, will you perform in this musical? Travis, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I was willing to go along with this. And th- I mean, this is already probably seven sessions beyond like what my current therapist says of like where I need to be if, before I start really diving into exposure therapy of getting into the, the musical nature of this. Uh, to ask me to perform is really taking a leap. I mean, I just. It's interesting I, you mention your your therapist because I did kind of send him a letter and he's actually on board with this. Oh yeah. No, no, no. This is the, this is the, not the therapist that the insurance that, uh, Royals and Royals pays for This is my night insurance therapist. I I've been seeing two. You're cheating on your therapist. No, no, no. It's called a second opinion. Do you bring both therapists the same problems to give them an even shot? Yeah. And which one's wrong? Great question. <laughs> Still working that out. <laughs> All I know is I don't trust either of them. Yeah. Both of them make me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not sold on either, to be honest. Think about picking up a third. Well, that's fine. I'll star in the musical then. I think that you're right. That is probably the only way. And I, I mean, Travis, we do have those interns. I, I think that's exactly right. I think I will be the director, star, producer, uh, lead reporter, and reviewer for mm-hmm. Fire and Ice, colon, a song of them. <laughs> a very good book song. It's time for a short break. Hey, everybody, it's Travis Royals. You are listening to me on that part of the podcast, but this is a new part of the podcast, one where Ian can't tell any null jokes, and I ask you to please tell your friends about us. Please review us on iTunes. It really does wonders for our show. Preferably, you give us a good review, but if you must, we'll take nothing less than three stars. If you would like to, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash crappycastles, Instagram, crappycastles on there. On Twitter, I'm tweeting there. I just signed up for it. It's a strange site. Um, I don't understand most of the references. What is a West Elm Caleb? And why do I hate him so? That's it. And now I'm going to throw it back to me. I love me. I can't wait to hear what I say.
I think that there's one thing that is a mandatory for me in this, and it's mm-hmm. I'm wearing ice skate stages frozen. I'm skating around doing my big numbers. Okay, now now Travis, you didn't tell me that this was going to be like a an on ice scenario. Yes, big big reveal. I think that because I want to show off not only my singing voice, which is very good because of those two weeks at Bard School, um, but also my ice skating skills, which I spent two weeks at ice skating school after Bard School. Well, okay, but but Travis, you know how I feel about wearing spandex. You keep saying I know, and I have to be honest, I don't know. Travis, we record this this podcast all the time. I mean, I feel like we have so much conversation and we, we learn so much about each other. I don't know how you say you don't know these things about me. I like to keep it fresh after every episode I actually visit with a wizard who does kind of wipe my slate clean. Um, he ensures that I don't actually remember anything that's discussed here, and I think it's for the best. Yeah, big big modified memory kind of mental detox. I, mm-hmm. I get that, you know. I mean, you've got a lot of responsibility and you're leading this whole company and you can't be weighed down with the nuances of your co-host of your very successful podcast. And the podcast is successful. That's good. Okay, that's good. I had forgotten whether it was or not, but it sounds like it's doing great. Absolutely. Well, yes. So uh, as a reminder, I do love wearing spandex. Is there any way that maybe, I mean, see, now that you're, man, you're really making this tough for me, Travis. Um, see, I'm, I'm reeling you in slowly, but surely. Yeah. It's important to be challenged at work. Uh, is there any way that I could have maybe a non-speaking and or singing role, but still be on ice in said spandex? I think that if you want to get on the ice, that's fine. I actually have a very important role for you that I, I think you're going to respond well to. Please tell me I'm going to get to be the book. That's correct. The book. And I would like for the book to narrate the show. That's one. I'm counting that's again. The non- I wanted non-speaking. Oh, that's right. Hold on. Let me go back to the drawing book on this. Uh, okay, fine. Non-speaking. Then you will uh, be kind of a non-verbal narrator. Uh, I hope that you are uh, ready to kind of emote the events of fire and ice colon a song of them uh, because you will be amongst the audience. So oh. between your skating sessions, I want you to go out. Some of the, the greatest musicals of our time do this. You go out into the audience, you interact with them, you break that fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth wall, if we can afford it. And you go there and you touch their hair and you poke them in the eye and you, and if they're asleep, you slap them awake and you say, we're only on book one or you emote it, whatever you need to do. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll point to the, you know, footnote at the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, lets people know exactly where they are. Right. And the bottom, the footnote is on you because you're wearing a book. You're a big book and you're flipping your own pages. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I look forward to be covered in such large amounts of dead tree. Do you envision me more as one of the peppermen or as the, the uh, popsicle boy? Oh, see, I kind of, you know, you have, you've done such a good job leading this company and with like such a, a variety of individuals here. I, I really pictured you as being like, you know, the group that's kind of stuck in the middle of these two essentially warring factions who are making it shitty for everybody. You know, I thought you could really represent the everyman. Yes, it's a role that I was not born to play. 
and that's what makes it so tantalizing. Me, the opposite of every man, one man, above all the men, and yet here I have a chance to know what it's like to walk in the shoes of a commoner, the skates of a commoner, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, you could be like a real, you know, Jean Valbarbarian. Am I the protagonist of this? Uh, I think you can be. And I am, what am I tasked with? Am I kind of mediating? Do I want to kill both sides, come out on top, harness both elements? Um, I mean, obviously the easy answer would be to have them, you know, work together and mm. and create their own realms where they can live harmoniously right. and uh, don't really have to have such a greater impact, but maybe provide their blessings upon the group that they've essentially terrorized for so long mm-hmm. with whatever their meaningless battle is. You're, you're right. The peaceful solution usually is best, but uh, counterpoint, wh- how do I profit from that? How does my character, what is my, what could possibly be my motivation in that? Yeah, well, um, I, I think that... Am I trimming a little off the top? Am I selling weapons to both sides? Oh, no, that, that's an idea. Am I maybe made president of, of Fire Coldberg? I mean, maybe you tap into the Unseen Ether and draw forth some crazy aberrations to become an even larger, more powerful third faction in this that put them both to shame and that they put aside their differences to fight each other and instead fight you. But you're just so ding ding powerful that, you know, they can't even handle it. Yeah. And that's where I was getting is that I think that's the way we're going to go here, because while they're kind of, you know, playing out this very emotional uh, uh, back and forth and, and power struggle. Those with a more trained eye will notice me skating around in the background, wheeling and dealing, um, secretly buying up all their land. Yes. G- summoning aberrations aplenty. Um, basically just get my cut, you know? Yeah. And I think that'll be the moral of the story. Do you think you're probably contact maybe some of those demons like demon lords you know i mean you've got like a you got your you know yinagu you know i mean knolls on ice always great you know good for a laugh for sure um yinagu remind me if you order that at a sushi restaurant it mm-hmm. may kill you right uh if it's if it's prepared wrong um but uh you know it's uh you just got a knoll with it and we're back i I'm excited for this play. I think we should get to marketing now. I think Charlene's party is going to love, you know, attending or Charlene, if, if you want part of the adventure to be, um, you know, them auditioning, right. Auditioning for uh, uh, me, but you feel free to take on the role as me as the dungeon master here. Um, and, you know, rolling checks to see how they perform in their audition. Uh, maybe somebody is more cut out for stage design. That's fine too. But I think you just kind of have a, you know, the ticking clock of the shows in 24 hours. What can they get done in time? And I think success here, and it will be for our show as well, our uh, inaugural premiere. I'm not sure that's how you say it. I think that it will come down to the reviews. So, Ian, I mean, is there any kind of third heat or third cold we're missing uh, from this show that you think will really make 
critics respond well to it. Yeah, I think the the big thing that we're really looking at here is having just a an all star menu in the snack bar um, on this. Mm. You know, uh, you know, we got to do away with our uh, Otter Pops and our um, flaming beef jerky and things like that. And we got to really step it up to make this kind of what you order, maybe depending on who's ordering the most of what changes the outcome of the show. Interesting. Until of course I come around in the third act and win no matter what. I think that's great. Um, yeah, I, I agree that food is a the best part of any theater experience. So maybe we don't even have uh, we don't relegate that to just the intermission. Maybe we have, along with you doing your dancing uh, kind of abstract situation there, maybe we also have uh, vendors kind of <laughs> walking around the audience saying, popsicles, yeah, popsicles, grab your flaming jerky. Oh, you said you wanted something better, but. Yeah, so, you know, maybe, you know, we probably are going to need to do, you know, flaming popsicles, I think, because really. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a, that's a third act kind of thing when you're winning. And, and frozen yeah. jerky sounds perfect to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, if, if Charlene did say that her group is a bunch of newbies. Um, you know, I feel like uh, perhaps selling food as, as vendors mm-hmm. could be a very good entry level job for. Throw it um, in the mix. Yeah. Have one of, have one of your players, you know, do something, uh, Along the lines of vending. I I personally don't think there's enough simulated commerce in adventuring. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a, uh, it's really like a reverse shopping episode, which again, everybody loves so much. Which brings um, me to an idea I had. Um, I've been uh, talking to. This isn't the Ukatoa vacation retreat again, is it? No, no. I've, uh, I ended up having to get out of that the messy way. Um, kill them all, huh? Lives were lost, but I'm my wallet's back. Yeah. Well, that new sushi restaurant you opened up does seem to be doing very well. We did have one accident, but we're knolling with it. Okay. Yeah. It was the Yanagu. I got it. Um, good callback. I've been talking to some Mike and Ids and they actually are interested in doing some fungible tokens for us. Um, this is a way to prove ownership of the dungeons we make. And basically they, uh, kind of have this network of spores, Mm -hmm. um, we call it the spore chain that's kind of running underground in all our dungeons that will verify ownership, uh, of some of these projects we've been doing. And let me tell you, this is a cash cow, a dire cow, potentially, um, I mean, I've heard the interest in it has been a little bit sporadic, but I think that, uh, you know, it has the potential to really take off and uh, really bloom. Do mushrooms bloom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to have to show that to me after the show. Well, I feel like we've gotten to a good stopping place. Wouldn't you say, Ian? Yeah, I like it. I like that we set out again to create a dungeon and we didn't do it. <laughs> and how... If you had the rate this episode scale of one to ten, are you going ten like I am? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think we have to, right? Because we need all the good reviews we can get. Charlene, before I sing you uh, the song 
the titular song from this uh, hit play, I am going to kind of recap what this adventure is going to look like for your party. All right. It's 24 hours until the crew takes the stage to perform the premiere of Fire and Ice, colon, A Song of Them. Your party is tasked with running all the operations to get us there. Learning their lines, building the set, vending the frozen jerky. These are all going to be essential roles to make sure that the night goes off without a hitch and that the critics are blown away when I... Oh, Don't ahead. forget, you have to you have to make sure that you put the essential roles in the oven so they're ready also, too. And though the vendor should be on top of that as well, yes. Hey, he might have to roll with it. Nope. Um... And get ready, because in the third act, I take the stage for the reprisal of the hit song of the night, Fire and Ice. Oh, sometimes it's hot. Hey, hey now, hey. And then sometimes it's cool. But that's all right, because I'm back here making deals. And then, Ian, what what are you doing when I'm doing this? Oh, oh, well, I'm going to be kind of uh, uh, behind you and do and kind of like have like my hands out like this, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then I'll, I'll give a little shimmy and shake like this. Wow, he's shimmy and yeah. Andy's shaking. And then you I'm, know what I like most about this? Uh-huh. Is that there's not a dragon anywhere near this. Oh, you're going to hate this next lyric then. Oh, oh, really? Because I just summoned a dragon to kill both of y'all, and I bought all your land, and now I'm the president of Fire Iceberg. Curtains. We are going to do dragons? I mean, I don't know. Were you listening to the song? I I did. Yeah, I just, man, you really brought that on the recap, though. You know, I feel like we didn't prepare anybody for that. I mean, do we have the budget for another dragon? I'm sorry, this uh, modified memory is really kicking in. I'm. Who are you again? Hey, everybody. So we got a new letter this week, and we're about to uh, really design a great dungeon for you. Wow. Now those were some bad ideas. If you'd like the boys to take a shot at designing your dungeon, free of charge, send a raven to wellmet at crappycastles.com. We prefer letters that give us enough, but not too much. We'll let you decide what that means. If you want more of the adventures ad-libbed on this show, head to patreon.com forward slash crappy castles. Any silver you can spare is much appreciated. Original music, audio editing, and bardic inspiration provided by Adron. Find her at adronmusic.com. Our theme song is Piss Fader by Tobacco. That's P-I-S-S Fader by the one and only Tobacco. As always, Ian was played by Ian, Travis was played by Travis, and you don't get to know who I am. Till next time, keep it crappy. End of episode. Yep. God, Adron, I have no idea.